right. Going live, going live. This is the live review after the movie. Night after, or the night of, uh, seeing the Batman. Uh, everyone's been jumping on uh, the bandwagon and doing reviews all over YouTube, so... I'm like, I better go see the movie before uh, everything's spoiled. So this, this is there's going to be spoilers here. There is going to be spoilers, and uh, well, I'm going to give you my take on the Batman. Uh, to me, overall, I'll give you an overall kind of look at it, and my my view of it is it really it's just kind of a it's another shade of um, the Nolan, the, the Nolan verse. It's just kind of like a, a variant on that. Um, kind of a little bit. Uh, the Alfred is is uh, a little bit more serious, kind of well, not as nice as maybe Kane's version. Uh, it, uh, kind of more in the vein of uh, Jeremy Irons, his type and his take on and the and the Alfred character, not so sweet, just kind of more grounded, uh, kind of street level, kind of uh, bloke. <laughs> um, but uh, we didn't get too many scenes with him. But we, the, the scenes that we do are, uh, you know, I think well performed. Andy Serkis always always brings it, you know. Um, but yeah, I just felt this was another shade of the Nolan verse because very very real, ultra serious, ultra. Um, this one is a little bit more violent, more. Uh, uh, yeah, it is kind of very Seven-like, very similar to Seven. Um, the Riddler is very uh, serial serial killer-ish in this, and I don't. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember the the Riddler being that much of a hands-on kind of murderer. At least, I mean, he would always, from what I remember reading, he would do put people in situations where they have to figure out the questions or the riddles, and then if they don't figure them out, then they die or something like that. But he's really pretty much a straight up murderer in this, <laughs> with the with the uh, leather mask on. You know, I, I thought the costume. You know, they're going for ultra-realistic kind of serial killer stuff. And it's like, I kind of wish they had a little bit more uh, of the comic book costume Riddler. Although Paul Dano, uh, he he does a great job. I mean, once he's out of the costume and you can see him in the, the glasses and everything, I thought he was excellent there. He's a lot more like the traditional Riddler then, but when he's in the mask and all that, you know, I mean, it's good performance. It's just, it's just very, a little too serial killer-ish. 
you know, but I guess that's what the director is going for. Uh, the whole movie has a kind of a red and orange palette going on. And, uh, I think that it's heavy on atmosphere. Um, which is good. I thought the atmosphere, it, it looked like it was shot on film, which is awesome. Um, there's a lot of passion went into it, which is great. It definitely seemed like a passion project kind of Batman. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. Uh, it, it kind of gets into the, it gets into the gist of it, swing of things. They don't dwell on. Batman's origin very much, which is good. I think we've touched that enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think here. Jeffrey Wright, I believe is his name. Uh, he plays Commissioner Gordon in, in this. And he does a fine job. He's, you know, he hits all the Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon buttons in it. And I'm trying to think who else. Um, yeah, uh, everyone, I mean, Zoe Kravitz, she plays a good bat, uh, I mean, Catwoman. So I think the material is good for her to kind of bring it in this. So I'm, although, Again, I wasn't too crazy about her costume. Uh, I don't know. They just kind of put a one of those ski masks on her head with some ears. You know, that was fine, I guess. I guess. But she did a good job, a good performance-wise. It worked. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, everything was – it looked great. I, the music was astounding. I really enjoyed that, uh, the instrumental and, and the, uh, Kurt Cobain song, something in the way. I think he made it work, uh, throughout the movie. And it, it was a good variation on the Batman theme. Again, it's very similar to where it's a, a build, kind of a build. And kind of a blunt heaviness to the the music, which you know I enjoyed. Uh, the Penguin. Uh, gosh, I can't think of names tonight, really. Um, Colin Farrell uh, plays the Penguin, and uh, the makeup is astounding. Like, he really hides in that makeup really well, and he's able to really have that character come out. Like a, a modern take on the Penguin, like without the uh, the unifocal uh, uni or whatever, that little glass, and the, and the long cigar. Or not cigar, but cigarette. Um but a more kind of realistic approach to that character. And um, 
gosh, see, I can't think, I can't, it's not coming to me right now. Like it should, there's, um, the main, the main actor playing, uh, Batman. And every other time I'll tell you his name, except now when I'm on on the spot. So I got to look it up. Robert Pattinson. There we go. I thought of everyone except uh, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so yeah, Robert Pattinson. My my take on his performance. Uh, good. He was channeling a, a little bit of Christian Bale and a little bit of Michael Keaton as Batman, but a little bit more subtle of a performance there. Again, it, you're getting different. It's a different shade of the Nolan verse, I think. Um, just like a variant version of it. And, uh, which isn't really a bad thing. I mean, it's, I feel like it's a continuation of that really. Uh, because Nolan just wanted to do three and get, get the hell out of there. Um, I don't know if Matt Reeves is going to be, be back for the sequel because I, there's a lot of shenanigans I heard about this this movie and uh, behind the scenes stuff where Pattinson didn't want to work out and Marie's was pissed at Pattinson. Pattinson was pissed and um, so th- I think there was a lot a lot going on here. Maybe because it was just a hard shoot because it was so involved and it was a long movie and it's hard to do a, a long superhero movie like that with a lot of stuff. A lot of action set pieces, um, but the, the work the work definitely shows. I mean, every shot is is nice. I mean, it's masterfully done. So I got to give him that. Uh, uh, I went to go see this on uh, IMAX tonight, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Although seeing it on IMAX, I didn't feel like there was a lot of big uh there's a few there's a few parts where it's like okay this is worth seeing an IMAX uh but you know uh there wasn't as many probably memorable Batman flying through the air kind of things uh I mean I I, I think the most crazy things we got was uh, I'd say when he's in the car driving down the expressway and they're going against traffic. I thought that was good. Um, and when, uh, the, towards the end there where he's uh, up on the uh, top of the uh, dome and uh, the scaffolding fighting off uh, the Riddler's goons, um, I thought that was, uh, that was something. So that was neat. The movie never seemed to end. <laughs> it kind of like there's a lot of like fake endings. And then uh, um, other times it was just kind of like it kind of gave us a Lord of the Rings. How much when you, you think it's going to end, but then it keep, kind of keeps going. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, the, the Batman look, Batman has some things on his gauntlets that look like 
that reminded me of the Mandalorians uh, shooters, missile shooters. Um, but I don't remember him using those in, in the movie. Uh, he does use his grappling hook a couple times, and that was pretty cool when he used a grappling hook. I like that. Um, so there's some good Batman moves in it. Fighting's not bad. Um, there's some, there's some, there's even like an elbow move that the Batman does. That was an elbow move I saw Christian Bale do. So it was kind of a similar fight choreography. And, uh, I, again, I, I, the, I don't like the, the bulbous costume look even though it works better now that i've seen it in the movie as opposed to stills i I, something about that bulbous batman head i don't really like that that much to me it just seems like you could crack it like an egg um and and the whole thing has the whole look of his costume has a um costume party kind of look to it which I'm like, I just tried getting into it. I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of still. I just, I'm not 100% for that style. Um, I, again, I prefer my Batman with the long ears and uh, not such a bulbous uh, headpiece. Um, every, everything else is kind of fair game a little bit. I like the... Um, the bladed bat wing gauntlets that Batman usually has. I like that stuff. Um, it would be cool now. Well, I'll, I'll touch on that later. I'll, I'll still go over this, but there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of talk when this movie was being made that this is going to be a detective movie and the story. And this is where we find out he's the greatest world's greatest detective. And, and there is some detectiving and, and going on in it in it but yeah it's there's a lot of kind of a who's who's responsible who's pulling the strings who's the one that's that's doing it and one of the things i liked about this movie and the story and i don't know if they really brought it out into light enough as as much as they should have and this might be in my own personal take on it but it could be that what the, the director and the writer or writers were trying to do is that they're pointing a light on corruption and how how uh, politicians and everything can be spun uh, to be corrupt. And I think what they could have done and maybe missed the mark or maybe it didn't is that really the whole world is Gotham, our whole society is Gotham City, really. And tons and tons of it is corrupt. And there's only so many people that aren't, very few. But everyone's bought out, everyone's paid for. Uh, I think that's kind of something that that brought me out, especially it's very relevant today. And really, uh, uh, and a lot of other years in in our history, but especially who is bought and paid for, who's working for who, what, you know, what do we trust? And uh, what you think you trust is what they want to show you. 
Um, so th there is a little, there could be some, uh, subversion going on here in, in the, in this, in the story. Um, so the, it is smart in that way. Maybe, or maybe I'm getting it too, giving it too much credit. It's hard to say. There, there is some stuff with Thomas Wayne where you're not sure if he's really, if Thomas Wayne is really a good person or not. And even after Alfred kind of explains that, well, you know, he didn't, and this big spoiler right here. So if you didn't see the Batman, uh, I'm going to spoil things majorly here. Um, even though Thomas Wayne, you know, Alfred tells Bruce like, Hey, you know, uh, your dad, your dad, uh, didn't have that guy killed or he didn't have Falcone killed or Falcone wanted it to, to look like that. Um, you still kind of think, well, really, is it like, really, did he really, uh, I guess, you know, you take his word for it, <clears throat> but I guess because I think John Turturro's performance in this particular scene where Bruce approaches him <clears throat> and he asks him, uh, you know, uh, he asked Falcone, did you, did my dad ask you to put a hit out on uh, somebody that was going to ruin his career? And he says, yes, he's like, good, good people, you know, even good people can, can do, can do things. I was surprised. And, uh, well, and he asked me to do it and I did it. And, uh, I think there was a lot of truth to that scene. I thought it was a, a very strong scene, too strong, in fact, because John Tutor tells you the acting skills of Tutor uh, John Tutoro is that he, <laughs> You know, he usually plays the silly, silly roles. Um, but in this one, he's very grounded and plays it very realistic. And because of everyone, everyone around him is big. Penguin is kind of big. Um, Riddler, you know, is, 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 is big in the performance. Uh, but he's a, he's the grounded one in this, which is pretty funny. And but he plays it really uh he plays it very realistic, uh a guy like him. And that scene where he tells him like when Thomas came to me and he said, Yeah, you know, you have could you you know could you do something here? And he's like, When force isn't enough, well, that's what I had to do. And it's like, it was a really telling scene and it really, whew, it was hard to come back from that. Even after Alfred said, well, you know, your dad didn't, you know, he, he, he called the, the police to explain that, that, you know, what Falcone had planned, you know, it's like, well, <clears throat> is that his spin on it? Maybe it's Alfred's spin on it still. You know, so there's, it still felt a little, some ambiguity there. And I think it had a lot to do with the atmosphere of corruption throughout that permeates through the movie so strongly that I don't even take Alfred's word 100% <laughs> because of the tone of the whole film. 
it's so downtrodden, you know. Um, but there, there, you know, there's some good stuff here. Like I like the Riddler, the Riddler setups. I mean, again, he puts a bomb on the guy's neck, and it, it's, just, it's suspenseful. You don't know if the guy's he's gonna make it or any. He he could he could get out of it. Maybe he tells the riddles right, but. Um, he doesn't, so he gets blown up, and so but that's pretty dark, you know. And Batman is real right next to him when in, the bomb goes off around his head, and uh, I'm surprised they pull back on the blood, you know. I thought I thought there was a missed opportunity to have a little bit of blood in the movie, you know. Um, it seems like they should have, since it was such a dark tone, so. Yeah, the tone does seem a little bit darker than uh, the Nolans. And uh, again, we're getting a kind of a continuation of that in a, in a way. And that that's kind of the feeling I had even before all this. Is that we're getting uh, we're getting that kind of um, movie again. And I'm trying to think what else really stood out. Great performance by Paul Dano again. Excellent Riddler. Although I didn't like his costume very much for most of the movie, um, and and I, I have I have some, you know, this is an Elseworlds Batman because you know you got the Riddler being serial killer man and, and just killing people brutally, murdering them, you know, with a blunt instrument. Um, the you know the Joker at the end, at the very end. I mean that's fine, you know. They're just kind of leaving it a mystery. To, well, you know, who's going to play the Joker? It kind of looked like a CG kind of Joker in the in the jail cell there. A very uh, comic book version of Joker, which is cool. I like that. Um, Batman's car, the Batmobile, uh, has a few good scenes. Although I still think it was a little. I mean, the scenes that it, that it's in, it, it's it's good. Um, I just felt that. Gadget wise, it didn't have a whole lot going on. It was a big pumped up muscle car, uh, w with the jet. Although I like the jet stuff because that was very Batman one, uh, to me. So that was cool. Um, but I, I felt like they pumped that car up so much. I thought it was going we were going to have a lot more scenes with the Batmobile. Um, there's also a scene where it was strange. You know, Batman jumps off city there and he, instead of the wings coming out and gliding off the wings, he has like a like an air, like an air bubble suit that helps him kind of float through the air, which is it wasn't very graceful. <laughs> and he gets hurt, you know, kind of making a landing, which I thought was kind of a nice touch because it tells you like, well, he's still kind of, you know, vulnerable. So it tells you he's still it's still kind of early in his career maybe. Um, again, look watch this movie as as an Elseworlds kind of experiment. That's what it is. Um, early in his career, um, there's some things going on as far as the family connections. Like I don't know I don't know if that's real. If Catwoman is Falcone's daughter. Maybe she is in the comics. I don't remember. 
so that might have been something that they twisted. Uh, I like the the orphan angle uh, that Paul Dano talks about was interesting. It's a good speech towards the end. Uh, good confrontation where he's in the jail cell and he's telling them about, you know, I thought, you know, this isn't the way it was supposed to go. And it was good. It was, it was uh, very, it touched a lot of buttons where it's like, oof, that's uh it's not fun, not good stuff, you know, not, not fun, fun topics to talk about, you know, and human behavior, uh, which is good. It's some disturbing, uh, it's touches on some disturbing emotions. Uh, but yeah, when he, he reveals, uh, the big plan that he's going to blow up Gotham at certain, uh, parts of it. So the water rushes in the bright, it blows up the levees or whatever. Um, that was a pretty big, big choice because at the end of it, Gotham's underwater. Oh, and I think there is a, there is a comic story about that happening. Um, yeah, I think there is. And they based that, based it off that. So it, it lends itself to a continuing saga but again i think matt reeves worked his butt off a little i think there there's a lot of there's a lot of stress from what all the reports and all that you know um i know uh what's his name uh pattinson got got the 19 while working on the movie i remember hearing that and saying that he got the 19 working on the movie and i'm like oh my gosh really Really, he got it. I'm like, oh my, I can't believe it. You know, I still can't believe he got the 19 while working on the movie. But you know, I mean, it's like, come on, he's he's the Batman, and he's getting this. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it. But anyway, I you know, I thought he was in decent shape. There's also reports that he wasn't working out, and when I read that, I, I heard that I'm like, that's incredibly stupid like why would you not work out for batman i mean here's an opportunity to really push yourself make yourself look good and get some of the best shape of your life and he wasn't doing it and uh but then i watched the movie and i'm like he seems in decent shape he's not super cut like maybe christian bale shape but he looks decent like he's he's thin in tone you know not super tone but tone enough to where like okay he seems like he's in good He's in athletic shape, which was fine. You know, I mean, Keaton wasn't in any super shape when he did it. I'm sure he was, he probably got himself in a decent athletic shape. And that's where Pattinson was. Like, there's a good shot with him, uh, with his uh, back. And his back seemed pretty pumped up, like he did some pull-ups. So, I don't know. It's weird what's being reported to us, what's the real truth. You know, and when they're making these movies and what gets twisted and turned. Uh, so my overall, my overall review of the movie, uh, I give it an eight. It's an eight. It's almost a nine. It's almost a nine. Uh, maybe eight and a half. 
It's not quite a nine. I, to me, it's like, ah, it's very good. I mean, the passion is there. But it's just missing a few things. I, again, I didn't like, I, was, I wasn't totally buying in with a costume. I think the, the roundness uh, of under the, uh, the front part of the mask kind of bugged me. Um, but the performances were great. I mean, everyone was get, doing a great job there. Uh, um, Penguin is awesome. And the stunt work was great. And the explosions and all that are all practically done. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Some pretty well, very little CG. So I, I commend it for that. It's just, it's missing it, something to push it to the 9 or 10 category. And I don't know what that is. I think, because there's some good emotional beats in it. Like, you know, Catman, uh, Catman, <laughs> Catwoman saves Batman. And then Batman saves Catwoman or it punches out Falcone. That was a good scene. And it was a good emotional beat. Um. I don't know what it is. I think maybe because it's just, I think the Riddler thing with him killing somebody straight up like that, like that to me, that's not really Riddler to me. You know, Riddler's the guy who's, you know, setting up these puzzles. And then, you know, if you don't figure out the puzzle, then you're fucked. You know, to me, he's not killing them brutally. To me, that's a different character. You know, especially when he has that kind of rubber mask on. It's like, well, now that's just a serial killer, you know. So, and that was a creative choice. So I don't really agree with that creative choice, really. Um, so that kind of kept it from being a nine for me. Um, kind of little things, but the, the creative differences. Uh, I didn't, I liked the car. I didn't mind it. That was nice. And it was a strong scene when the car introduced, you know, when he gets the car automatically started and waiting for him to take out the penguin or come at the, I thought that was a nice touch. The music was great. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was shot really well. This is probably his best, Matt Reeves' best uh, visual look or movie visually, visually. Um Uh, I thought, you know, the Bruce Wayne in this one wasn't the traditional Bruce Wayne, like the big ladies man Bruce Wayne, where he's like uh, uh, all slicked up and, you know, dating hot girls and all that. And uh, they weren't going for that kind of thing, which was I, I didn't mind that. I thought that was OK. That was a, that was a nice touch that he was it was more about the emotional things he was going through as a character, uh, as opposed to his public image in this. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I give it, I'll give it an eight and a half. I think that's pretty good. That that's, that's a nice review out of 10. So that's still pretty solid. Uh, is it the best Batman? Like, well, I still enjoy Batman one over this because and here, and here, here's why. Because I think the tone of Batman 
it's tricky because you can get too silly with it. And, but you, and the, on the other hand, you can get too gritty and too real with it. And I think we've gotten enough of that already with the, the three movie Nolan verse. I think now is the time to kind of pull back and have a little bit more fun with it. Like kind of like the Batman, the Batman, the animated series that found the perfect balance between, you know, kind of real and a little bit of this, uh, the, the sci-fi with that Mr. Freeze and uh, Clayface. And they were able to work that in to me, Batman overcoming either supernatural or super sci-fi characters uh, through logic and applying his detective skills and knowledge um, and, and resourcefulness to overcome those things. To me, that's fun. I like that kind of Batman. Um, because you got Batman with Justice League for Pete's sakes. Okay. <laughs> like, I like the Batman where you can pull back and do a happy medium. It's like, yeah, Batman can work in a very realistic kind of world. But at the same token, I think you're doing a, a disservice to the whole Batman thing as a whole when you when you don't have these other elements in his uh, all these other criminals that are over the like they're like Killer Croc, you know, uh, the ones that are a little bit more supernatural, you know, uh, the Man Thing and all that. Uh, his whole rogues gallery, like Mr. Freeze. I mean, if you take Mr. Freeze seriously, like the cartoon did, you'll have a pretty awesome little movie there. You know, you just don't go too crazy with the bat nipples, you know, and the Batman credit card. You just, you just don't do those things. And you don't do over the top, you know, jumping the car off the statue arm, getting like defying laws of physics. Um, so yeah, I think we need to kind of pull back on on Batman and, and make it a little bit more fun. I think we've gotten we've gotten enough grittiness. <laughs> I think we get it. We get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kurt Cobain, you know, singing this setting the tone of the movie. I, I like let's let's get a little bit more chipperness and because, uh, but I mean, again, I enjoyed this one, but. Uh, I think we can do something a little bit, a little bit tone, tonally, uh, more fun now. And, uh, well, that's my review. I'm sticking to it. Thanks everybody for, for listening to me ramble about my Batman review. Everyone's been jumping on the Batman bandwagon and, uh, maybe I'll do, uh, I'll do a YouTube review, uh, of this. On, uh, over at Mustang 7 on YouTube. That's where I do my, uh, my, uh, Ham Palace videos occasionally. So check me out there over at Mustang 7, uh, the Ham Palace. And thanks for listening and, uh, listen to me ramble. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it there at traditional 35 minutes. That's about the usual length of my episodes. And I'll see you guys back here. Maybe uh, in a few days, maybe next week, uh, try to 
I'll try to get back onto a Wednesday schedule. I don't know that I'll try, but, and, uh, maybe we'll do a live, maybe I'll do my, my, my bond review next. So, uh, thanks for listening and, uh, have long days, pleasant nights. And, uh,